Dating's the worst. Don't you wish it could be easier? It can be. Dinner, conversation, having fun. See, it's simple. And this is Dating Made Simple on the It's Just Dinner podcast. Now here are your hosts who think they know everything about dating, Tom Robinson and Bob Walsh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Dating Made Simple here on the It's Just Dinner podcast. I'm your host, Tom Robinson. And guess what, guys? Sitting right across from me, the myth, the legend, Bob Walls. Tom, it's so great to be with you here today. Nice to have you here. What a treat this is. Man. As it is every time. And you're looking good with your jacket and your black shirt. I try to dress up for radio. It's... Got a face for radio, you might as well dress up for dress, radio. Dress. Well, well, you actually are on video right now, too. Oh, that's so true. Hi, smile folks. to the camera. Hi, folks. Everybody on YouTube, so, hello. How are you? So, sitting right next to me. Yes. And we don't get to have her on very often. No, we do not. We should have her on more Samantha, often. welcome. Good to be here. Samantha, Glad to finally Samantha. be on mic. Samantha's our intern. Samantha's my long-term friend. We've been friends for years, yeah. have we not? And we now have. she's interning with us here on the big podcast. Us. Yeah. It's a treat. So we're missing Macy, but she's sitting over there. Right. She's a, still here in the room being with Being an audience fan. Hi, Macy. Uh, there the, she is. All the boys will miss hearing Macy's <laughs> voice. And on our controls, like always, Sophie. Sophie, Welcome. Welcome. Good to see Sporting you again. glasses today, looking very smart, getting ready for finals, I assume. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. So we have a guest. Yes, right we next do. To I you. noticed that there was a new person here she in the is, room. She is not one of our Can't normals. Fool me. But she's here, and this is Candlin Newell. Yes, Candlin Newell. PhD, and Newell. Welcome. And she you. is an etiquette expert. Oh. And so what we kind of figured, Samantha and I, it was really Samantha's idea, really? is that we bring Candlin in. And she's going to teach us all about etiquette. Is that Why, right? Is that oh, right, Candlin? I, I could only wish. <laughs> I, I better sit up and button my top so, up here. Listen. Oh, no, not when you sit down. Oh, okay. Listen, everyone. The reason, why, the reason why we bring her in is because we want you guys all to learn proper etiquette on those first dinners and those first dates. Yeah. So you can learn to be gentlemen and this ladies. This is such a valuable thing. It, it is. This is your idea. This is such a great idea to do this because I've noticed this over the years when I've talked with my students that. Etiquette is not something that is commonly taught. It's not. And when I was a lad, when Brigham Young and I were here, they taught etiquette and they had, that was part of the curriculum is they taught manners and they taught etiquette, but we lost that. Somehow that disappeared. Yeah, so we brought an expert in. Yes. Well, good. Here we, yep. you know, so it's Candlin, not, welcome. just Thank listeners, it's not much. too late for you. You can still listen up right, right now here. and you can learn everything you need to know that a girl will actually like you and want to go out with you the second time. There you go. Well, the encouraging thing, etiquette is a skill. So you can just yeah. practice it, get better at it. It's like playing the piano. Some people come to it naturally. Other people just being aware. Hmm. You practice and they cannot do those who are naturals. So it is a skill. Well, great. Welcome. Glad Thank to you. have you. All right. So, so right off the bat, right off the top of your head, if I said, okay, what's the one thing, the first thing that comes to your head that everyone needs to know, what would it be? That etiquette isn't rules. Etiquette is a, a way of conceptualizing people. Etiquette is about principles. And I can really, I feel quite passionately about the fact that etiquette will practice is simply caring for and about those around you. Love it. So when you're in this mm. dating situation, your focus is really on making sure that they're comfortable, that they're having a good time. And when that happens, it's kind of this idea of both are edified if you're both having a good time. That's amazing. If you're taking care of the other one. So, and the mm. nice thing about that principle is sometimes we get so wound up in the rules of etiquette. Principles work in Asia or in the Ukraine or mm. in Russia or in the South America 
or in Cleveland, Ohio, the principle of caring for it about others works any place in the world. I love that. It's like sitting down and caring about the person that's across from you. Absolutely. And what's making them comfortable, taking away from yourself and concentrating on your date or your guest. And that goes both ways, right? Both ways across the table. Absolutely. There's a codex that talks about etiquette and it's Uh just simply facilitating relationships. Oh, okay. But then through different periods of time, people um, kind of burdened it with all these rules and Mm. ideas. And there are, quite frankly, internationally, there are things that you should be aware of because you want to respect the culture that you're in. But in today's world, students, people, anyone has access almost to the internet. And it's such a lovely thing. In our day, Mm. you had to go and find a book or something. It can take ages to learn anything. If you're traveling, you look up what's the etiquette for business cards? What's the etiquette for handshaking? What's the etiquette for food? Um, Mm. All of those things are easily accessible. And the fact that you're looking those things up already manifests that you care for and about the other person. Good. Very good. Interesting. I remember one time I was in China and the etiquette was you had to have a business card for every person you met. Because if you did not present a business card, that was a huge disgrace to the person. It meant that you didn't care. And if you didn't take their business card and give them one of yours... You were disrespecting that person. Bob, here's my card. Yeah, and you study. (laughs) I've I've got plenty of your cards, Tom. You can give one to me every day. (laughs) No, it's that idea of studying it and respecting the culture. You know, um, in a more Western culture, people almost rapid pass their cards. But it's great because when you exchange cards, you have contact information. Ah, yes. And so it's very, very helpful. And you can see how that's, you know, it's the relationship. Exactly. we're talking about here. So. So we're going to put this in more of a dating culture. What are some of the things here that uh, young men and young women in the dating age should be aware of that they should be doing that they're not? Um, I think, first of all, just more authenticity um, when it comes to when you extend an invitation on a date. Just up front, you know, I'd love for you to go bowling with me. I'll be paying. Are you comfortable paying for yourself? Take that conversation out of the, right Mm -hmm. from the beginning. If you're the one who's being asked, say, oh, thank you so very much. Should I pay for myself or will you be taking care of it? I can't imagine how many times young men and young women or partners are on these in these situations, and they spend half of their mind time thinking about who's going to pay instead of the conversation. We've had that that discussion many times around this table. So So I love that. I think what you're saying here is that if you resolve that at the very beginning, it doesn't damage the relationship development. Not at all. And and that's what etiquette really is, is impediments to relationship development. Well, or it can be perceived. Etiquette actually can facilitate relationships when there's awareness on both sides. But if you're up in your head, worried about rules, worried about who's paying what, you're not focusing on the person in the conversation. Right. And so take that off the table. I think um, another thing is being very um, honest in the length of the time of how long you're going to be out. Um, I'd love to go from 9 to 11 a.m. I think I mentioned earlier as we were visiting, one of my favorite first dates is breakfast. I think it's great. Listen to that. Listen to that, guys. Mm -hmm. And women, okay. And all I think that's another thing. Um, Samantha's in a class that I teach here on campus, and the next to the last class, I allow them to submit questions. And last semester, when the students asked, she said, I'm just not going out. You know, what can I do differently? And coming, being raised in the 70s, I said, for heaven's sakes, I fought for those privileges. Please <laughs> yeah. ask someone yeah, right. out yourself. Yes. And um With that, you don't need to wait. Again, that clarity and respect, um, whatever your gender is there, is reaching out and saying, I would like to hang out with you. Yes. Um, Because there are so many impediments socially, men are hesitant, women are hesitant. So 
when you feel so inclined, extend the I, invitation. I would like to just point out that an etiquette expert has agreed 100% with us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to put that on our resume, yeah, okay. on our it's, bio. Yeah. Do you endorse my book then? We do. We wholeheartedly endorse my book. Anyone who endorses us, we endorse yeah. them okay. right back. There you go. That's good <laughs> etiquette. It's good etiquette. Perfect when etiquette. When someone so, endorses you, so tell we me, endorse you. Right? When, when, let's say a young man, for example, wants to ask a girl out on a date, what's the appropriate etiquette for him to walk up to her and to ask her? You said, hey, do you want to go hang out? Does that mean, is it that simple? I think it can be. I think we overthink it sometimes. And I think when we extend the invitation, again, clarity. Hey, would you like to go out on Friday at 2? If you're going to ask for someone's time, then make sure you know what you're going to be doing with that time. And that, again, is, you know, count the cost, call the restaurant, take the most expensive item times two plus a 20% tip. And can you afford it or not? There you go. Again, you're not anxious about it. And then when you ask, reach out to that person to ask, simply, you know, I'd love to go to breakfast on Saturday morning. May I pick you up at nine o'clock? I'd love to be able to host you. Um, I'll be paying for both of us That's and great. just have a great conversation and I'll have you home by 11. That is awesome. Now, now I've got a question, awesome. etiquette-wise and appropriateness-wise. Say there was a young woman you wanted to get to know her. Would it be bad etiquette or would it be inappropriate to come up to her and say, look, I'd really like to get to know you better, but I'm just really tight on money. Would you <laughs> mind if we just went for a walk or something? Would, would that be bad etiquette or would it be better to... Would that show that you're not that interested? Should you wait until you saved enough money that you could actually take her out to eat? Or would you feel slighted if, if the guy said, you know, I don't have any money for you, but I'd just like to get to know you for free? Oh, my husband did not have indoor plumbing until he was seven years old. Oh. So we, we you know. being an etiquette um, expert, I came from a very middle-class background, ate yeah. hot dog, potato casserole once a week. You know, uh -huh. And so I think that we have to have that desire to know doesn't have to cost money. Right. That doesn't good. mean I would endorse a couple of the things. Number one, I'd love to go for a walk for you. You know, South Campus is beautiful almost any time of year and have a great conversation. You know, could I meet you at five o'clock and we'll have you back to class at six? And then also make sure that you're saving up for those opportunities that are, do are meaningful to you. They don't right. have to be extravagant, but sometimes saving up and planning for something can be meaningful and indicates interest in addition to that walk. I think we need to understand that just when we start dating doesn't mean that we have a spend-all, that every yes. day oh. to keep topping the last one. And we found the girls don't want that. No. You because they don't want the responsibility of you spending $1,000 on them. Sophie went on a $1,000 date. Would ever do that? Oh, no. That's an experiment. So yeah. she, I had a date like that. Yeah, you, oh, no. It was a failed experiment. <laughs> yeah. but it was an experiment still the same. Well, and again, that mutual obligation, and I go back to authenticity, um, Samantha alluded to it in high school. But again, if it's not working for you, um, the man says, you know, well, I'd really like to do, do dessert. Thank you so much for bowling. I'm really not interested. Yeah, honestly. Thank yeah. you. Just so that. why were you honest like that? Why did yeah. you take she your She was advice? in high school. Give her a that, break. What, just bring that poor kid she, I had taken my class. <laughs> yeah. made him meet exactly. Him, meet I had studied under the tutelage oh, of the master go. before me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> now we know. Now, important to, you talked about money, you talked about the place, you talked about the time. How about dress. Is that important to talk about or you just kind of hope that you're both on the same page? Again, it's just clarity of communication. Just tell them I'm going to be wearing jeans and a polo or we're going to go, you know, out to Utah Lake. So I'm going to be wearing a swimsuit under my clothing. So all of those variables that would cause someone that you've invited to spend time with you, anxiousness, you're mm. taking off the table and then you're back to the relationship. And that's so, so good. I idea. think it's just, you know, let them know. And then if they don't, Ask if you're the one, again, on the other side, ask for the clarity. 
oh, we're going out to Utah Lake. Are we just going to be boating or are we going to do some water skiing? Are we going to be paddle boat boarding? Right. You know, what does that look like and what would, what should I wear? Right. Quite frankly. Right. It's just so smart. I actually have a question on that. Um, so I have another bad date story before I met my husband. <laughs> she clarifies this time. By the way, I know how we play this I, game. I just want now. to promote our, we have an episode coming up of bad date stories. Yes. Oh, dear. And, and it's all about it Samantha. Sounds like they're going to star Samantha. Bad date stories starring Samantha. <laughs> so uh, so the, this guy asked me out on a uh, for a date and he tells me, by the way, it's going to be really fancy. I'm taking you to the best restaurant in all of Los Angeles, super exclusive. Wear your best dress, like mm-hmm. wear something you'd wear on the red carpet. So I do. I, I get together my best outfit. I'm looking just head to tails to the nines. He comes to pick me up at my door and he looks me up and down and says, no. Oh, he walks away and I'm just like, did date over or not? He goes out to the trunk of his car, pulls out a dress box Mm -hmm. that he bought me. And he's like, I think you look like a size two. Here, put this on. You know, red flags everywhere. Yeah. He he gives me a dress to wear for the date. The rest of the date does not go well. And that's a longer story. Did you get to keep the dress? I did get to keep the dress. That's (laughs) the upside. Yes. But did you like the dress? I did. It's just insanely immodest. Yeah. So how am I ever going to wear that again? Mm. Um, it, it is uh, one of my investment pieces now because it's a $5,000 dress. Oh, yeah. oh no. my goodness I gracious. The, the presumption. Mm. Again, I would have thought if he was asking you out that he would have trusted you to dress appropriately. Yeah. Um, it's another thing. I dated a man who we'd been dating for a while, and he actually took me shopping for a big event and you know, said, here's a, again, he was a wonderful person. Here's the budget. You know, let's go to these stores. So I knew ahead of time right, what I was working right. with. And he said, I think this would be fun. And I still have a pair of those shoes. Mm. <laughs> wow. Investment dressing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Not, but I, isn't there a, a part here in the relationship development that we have to be concerned of? And that's when people are over buying like that. When they're, I mean, okay. that's a big red flag for somebody Huge. who, because a lot of times, as we uh, observed on the $1,000 date, there's an expectation that if somebody spends a lot of money on them, that you owe them something. And and so you could see how that would be, you know, even saying, well, let's go shopping and I'm going to buy you clothes for our date. It, it could be demeaning on one side. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, it could be very problematic because if that's how this person deals with relationships, they're trying to buy the, incur the favor of someone. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's probably bad etiquette. Well, it, it, that sense of obligation, that's not what dating is right. about. You don't want to create It's getting that. to know another human being, right. right? And as soon as you create those, I owe you, you owe me, you've moved into a different sense. Even when you're married, that right. is not what marriage should be. I did this, so you have to uh-huh. do this. It's because you, have, you truly care about the other person and their welfare. And I think back to my friend, just to clarify, he didn't say, let's go shopping. He said, would you like to? Um, I was like, oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> no, the shoes are good. So we, we've talked about a relationship, and I just love everything you said about being honest and upfront and straightforward. I love that. Now, can we talk about some rules? Absolutely. Because <laughs> I want to hear the rules. Let's start with the car. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? Go pick a girl up, go to the car, then what do you do as a young man? Um, again, the rule of opening and closing a door, and there are several things that a man usually will do, and it was pre- historically, and that's where you look at a lot of Western etiquette, right. had some history into it. And so initially with opening the door of the car was to make sure she didn't hit hit by a car or oncoming traffic, correct? It's to facilitate that smooth movement. Also, you're not both hopping out at the same time. Right. 
Now, with that, too, something as simple as opening the door, it was to let women with bustles through the door because you can open your door and get through in time. Right. You know, you get a train and everything. So you have reasons why those things are there. With that, it's also the gracious thing to do. I feel quite passionately about you should never correct someone else's etiquette. Ah, and yeah. so I, it's bad I, etiquette to correct someone's no, bad etiquette. because oh. you're not really caring about them. It's one thing on me with your family to help them learn a rule at a time to overwhelm them. But that idea of, I hear of women, well, I just sit and wait for him. And I'm like, oh, what would it look like as you part say, oh, I hope you would open my door for me. I'd really appreciate oh, that. Isn't this amazing? Mm -hmm. Or on the says, other no, side, if, no, if, if I'm not you're comfortable the, doing that, you say, okay, great. I can get my own door. If, if you're that the young man, you, you could say, I'm fixing to come and get your door, yeah. just so you know. Absolutely. How easy yeah. is that? Stay yeah. seated. I'm going to go get your door. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. just because especially on those first second dates, you're still trying to figure out the tempo, the rhythm right. of the relationship. And part of that is that clarity of communication. I think I tell this to my class. I think I have a sign that says old woman coming through because I rarely touch a door. Seriously. Now, with that said, if I have a student that has a stack of books, I'm going to run up and pull open that door for him because right. that facilitates the movement. So right. it's got this common sense layer on top of it. It shows as well. your care for him. Exactly. Right. It's just so everything comes back to that. I, thank you. It's just amazing. <laughs> I've always thought that also opening the door is a bit of a safety move it as is. well because I would just as soon her get in the car. Uh -huh. And then me be outside by myself. So I've always thought it was a little bit of safety. Yeah, it goes back to that oncoming traffic, oncoming right. people. You've just secured someone right. and made it safe. So again, looking at a lot of that movement has a historical reason. And now you add the common sense layer and communication on top of it. And, and the other side of this, you say, I'm thinking of coming and getting your door. And if she says, look, I can get my own door and I don't. But you're setting parameters here that are kind of valuable. So if, if there's a woman who wants to get her own door, I don't see any guy that's going to complain about no. that. You know, if you want to open your own door, but I think the problem is if you don't address it. Yeah. And so if there's a disappointment on either side, then that's where the relationship gets yeah. damaged by the etiquette. Or an expectation right. that I'm just right. going to sit here till he opens the door or I'm not going to open her door. I'll just walk out until she gets out of the car. Um, again, <laughs> that could be kind of a funny date story. There, and so I sat in the car for 45 minutes. <laughs> I've got a great old school Mormon attitude. So, 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 I mean, I, I think you mentioned this before, but should she just sit? in the car and wait or should she just because he walked in should i care about the fact that he walked just in just get out, out of the car and, yeah and go if he in. says that he's not going to get and or they have not had the opportunity for that conversation she should get out just get out herself mm -hmm. all right yeah. what about going into a place uh-huh i mean i i'm old school right i reach out and open the door well and this is the other thing that um again i grew up i'm i'm third wave feminist, I feel really strongly about these things, that someone opens your door is not a commentary on your intellect or your capability or your physical ability. It's a service. Right. Mm -hmm. And so oh, if so a good. man approaches the door and opens the door for me, I simply say, thank you. He's providing a service to Exactly. It's not that's a, a commentary way to look at more. That. Now, if he doesn't, obviously, and again, back to your idea, this, these parameters that we're saying, well, she doesn't want the door open or he does, you've got, are those going to be meaningful in your right. future relationship? Yeah. You know, right. um, that means a lot to me. No, it doesn't. And you know, have that conversation. Okay. All right. So we talk about dinner here. Yes. We're in the restaurant now. We've opened the door. We well, and, and one more thing about cars. If a man does open a car for a woman, please make sure and we illustrate this in class as she's seated, open the door. And oh my goodness, in the air, there is the most unique bird you have ever seen in your life. And your eyes stay on that bird oh. while she gets in and out of the car because it's awkward. 
especially hmm. sports cars are the worst, low ride or trucks that you have to kind of hoist. Do not hoist her in and out of the car. She's competent. She's capable. Right. But if you can distract your eye line and then when she's seated, then you know, uh-huh. close very the door. Good. It's very just good. a gracious Suggestion. thing to do. Very good. Wow, we're learning all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. Learning all Who kinds knew? of things I've done wrong. Who knew? Okay, so we're sitting down at the table. Yes. Okay. And we'll, we won't talk about pulling chairs out and those yes. kind of things. So how about the ordering process? Now, that usually is dictated by the, the no, but, server. But, but, Tom, I want to come back to one thing here because I've heard this for years and years and I've done it. And that is that when you seat at the restaurant, I've heard that it's appropriate to let the young lady look out at the restaurant and you look at only her. So if there's two seats here and one has got a wall behind it and the other has the restaurant, you let her sit in the seat so she can see, enjoy the full bouquet of the restaurant and you're just focused directly on her. Is that true or is that just something my wife made up? Well, No, you take that, but let's put another common sense layer on it. How about the person who extends the invitation makes it the person who they've taken to dinner has the best seat. Oh, okay. Well, see, that I like I this. I love that. Because I never get the bad, for 44 years, I've had the bad seat. <laughs> I love and, that. And then the other side of this. Is to the monitor. <laughs> so that's, I like that, is make sure that your date gets the best seat. Right. That's so easy. And again, it comes right back to caring Absolutely. about the person. All right. So any table etiquette. I mean, we have some pretty, we have some people that are young and don't really know. So what are some of the real serious do's and don'ts? Elbows on the table. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and again, cultural, right? And so you have to be cognizant of cultural expectations. And first of all is I feel really passionately about this. People almost become paralyzed during dinner because of silverware or what goes where and how do I, how can I talk? The principle for meal etiquette Remember, the foundation is caring for it about others is it's the person, not the plate. Hmm. So when you sit down, you see all that silverware, look at it, and 98% of the time, as long as you work from the outside in, you're going to be fine. My experience, 14 different kinds of forks. And I'm sure I'm going to discover more along the way. But that idea, just simply, and don't feel that there's a right and a wrong way to use the utensil. So many times we say, well, it's more proper to eat with the back of your fork and knife. Um, instead of eating American style where you're switching back and forth. Those are simply different ways of using your utensils. How many of us use chopsticks? That doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. It's simply different. I think in life, we sit by left-handed people all All the the time, time, and we never notice because they go about eating nicely with their utensils. They're not making a fuss. But if you're trying to eat with the back of your fork and knife and you're not comfortable doing it, you're not thinking about the person. You're thinking about the plate, Right. right? And so it's that idea, wow. you know, just slowing things down, you know, really focusing on the person. Smaller bites just always work because that facilitates conversation. Right. right? right. Okay. <laughs> and just kind of move through that idea. Um, most of the table settings are going to make sense. You know, glasses are above the right hand, so they're straight above you so you can drink. Um, when you sit down as far as the menu, please, again, give the cues. If you're the host at a business dinner or it's a date, simply say, this. I love this restaurant. Tonight, I think I'm actually going to have the chicken pasta, but the lobster here is fabulous. Please order Ah, what you would like. ah. And then you've taken all the anxiety out of that business dinner. Everyone's not ordering chicken pasta or your date doesn't feel like they have to order chicken pasta. Because we tend to order the same level. That or less. (laughs) What you just ordered was $12, so I'm going to go $12 or less here. Right. Right. And think how much time we spend worrying about that when we could just focus and facilitate that relationship. Right. Now, if the host doesn't, again, the other side of that, the person on the other side is, 
oh, this is an incredible menu. You could say, what do you think would be appropriate to order? That's, Can oh, you order? so great. And then we play the game of threes in our family. I feel quite passionately about the fact that you'll be in the car. It's Friday night. You have your date or your husband. And where would you like to go to dinner, honey? Oh, I don't care. Oh, great. We're going to Taco Bell. He should have known I wanted to go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Nobody reads. And so this is the better, more appropriate conversation, whether it's what movie to watch, where to eat. is. Hey, honey, where would you like to go to dinner? I was thinking Taco Bell or McDonald's or Burger King. Yeah, those sound good. I was thinking Chick-fil-A. But by the very fact you've articulated preferences, it, they don't you've have to be your three... favorite. Yeah, you articulate three preferences. Ah, I love it. You've created a conversation. And the other person that says, yeah, those sound good. Or no, you've created that back. And you're getting to know them rather than assuming that they're a mind reader because no one is. That's so good. I'm going to use that. Thank you. I'm going to use that on my wife this weekend. It saves so a lot of report back to us. All right, so I've got to ask this because yes. every time you're eating with someone, uh -huh. they time it out to where just as you put something in your mouth, they ask you a question. Every time. Uh, it's the and you think they do it on right? You think that's intentional. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's not intentional, but it just times out that way. Uh, so what do you do? What's you the simply, if they've asked a question, just hold your front and signal, you know, I've got a second. If you've taken smaller bites, you'll be able to navigate that more easily. But just mm -hmm. simply put your hand just you know, just a moment. Uh -huh. But don't choke yourself or spit it out or any of the following. Just, again, common sense coupled with a gracious concern for the other person. Very good. Thank mm -hmm. you. Very good. And I feel, again, passionately about this, is that we learn about people and cultures by eating their food, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I have, it's one of the very few absolutes I have in my class, other than three texts in a row is a conversation, pick up the phone. Okay, number one. Uh, number two. We'll get, to, we'll get back, I want to get back to that one. <laughs> and um, when you're served something, unless you're truly allergic, you eat three bites of everything that's served to you, because that's mm. how you learn about cultures. Mm. And now if you're going to gag and die, you know, it's not polite to die during dinner, so don't eat it. But I think too many times we excuse ourselves from the adventure of eating new foods or unique foods because we don't like it. As far as mm. quantity, um, having served in, in Stockholm with several 398 missionaries, they oftentimes would go into someone's home and oh. um, they were given such a bounteous offering. And the question was, I can't eat it all. And I said, mm -hmm. what you need to do is make sure you have a bag with you that you can say, you know, this has been an amazing meal. I've brought a bag. I really want to re-enjoy this tomorrow for lunch. Mm. Now, for women, uh, men, whoever needs to only eat a small amount of food, again, up front, you don't share usually at the restaurant. Why? Because it's a distraction. You're not focusing on the people right. and the food. And so you'd simply say, you know, um, you know that you're going to dinner because you already had the conversation, right? right? right. You've been honest. And then if it, it, it's a very large serving, just I see nothing the matter with taking food home, mm. even right. in the so, finest of I restaurants. Love... And in, in Paris, it makes them absolutely nuts. And that's one of the things I can't agree with the French food is <laughs> I will take my food home. That's, that's <laughs> the only thing. That's just so the one thing you can't agree with the French. Well, yeah, I love the French people, right. actually. Okay. So the date's coming to an end. Yes. You, you walk the young woman to the door. Yes. Well, it, now, is there any etiquette here? Oh, so much now, etiquette. The only thing that I know is from watching Hitch. Shaking <laughs> the keys. That's all we know. Leaning in. That's all we know. And this is something, I, again, being a counseling psychologist and then a sports psychologist, for some reason, we have equated that obligation. If someone takes you out, you get kissed. I'm sorry. First date makeout does not exist. Excuse me? <laughs> that's not <fair>. Wait, what? <laughs> I... 
Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Let's, let's, and that's the expectation, right? Well, she said make out. I'm not about making out. We, we need to have her on the show every week now. There, there are two, um, if, if people were aware, there are what we call two funnels of intimacy. One is your physical intimacy. The other um, kind of congregates or aggregates your social, emotional, you know, your, um, those intimacies. And so do you know five things about someone? Do you know their favorite ice cream? And then you ask, may I hold your hand? What a gracious, lovely, amazing thing to say. She's may not, I up hold top, your up hand? Up top, up <laughs> top. <laughs> that, that respect. And then it goes back to, and I'm all for kissing. Kissing is amazing. And let's simply ask and respect. And it slows down the relationship so that when we drop down that physical intimacy so quickly, we're not really linked um, that that ability to really keep the relationship growing is compromised because uh, we're not like taking Bob. that that forward idea of really getting to know them spiritually and socially and mentally and so kind of I, I, five things as a rule you know just I throw that out there <laughs> but yeah and then what happened to you know may I kiss you on the cheek why is it first date to make out there's so many things before then and. It just well, makes I think things. That, I think maybe, and the ladies in here can correct me, but I, I think maybe the hug is maybe the one that you get most often. Yeah, at, on a first date, is that can, right, Macy? What do you think? Yeah, yeah she's. But can you hug? May I give you a hug? Right. I, I made my husband ask. He's a hugger, and um, not everyone likes to be hugged. And I told him, I said, "Honey, it would be really helpful if you had. May I give you a hug?" And some people aren't comfortable with it, and that's just respecting. Going back to the principle of caring right. for and about others. Uh, You're really have, trying to keep them Does it have to be vocalized or can you just say, <laughs> you know, this has got to be, it. I hope this is live. <laughs> I'm coming in. <laughs> and she could give the stop sign there. So. If we could be comfortable talking about money, why can't we be comfortable talk, talking about intimacy? Wow. So you know? true. So, so true. Very good. So you say yes on kissing of the first date. Right? No. <laughs> we have a, we I, have an episode. I, I think that was a we have an episode called the Great Kiss Debate, and Bob and I are up on opposite sides of her. So. Your, your relationship is an outlier, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry. So now it's the end of the day, and you know she's back home and everything. It's the next morning. How soon is too soon to call? Or text. Uh, or text. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a texting age, aren't we? I'm a great fan of expressing gratitude. And my husband and I, I believe, got engaged six days later because of a thank you note. Um, I would do that in a business situation. If someone had taken me to dinner, I would let them know the next day, either through a text or through a hard copy. Um, thank you note. Thank you so much for the time. Now, if they text and say, hey, I had a wonderful time. I'd love to go out next time. And you don't want to. This is a little bit of a stretch here. I really encourage what I call give the person a chance for a second date. First dates, there's so much pressure. Right, right. And you oftentimes don't get to really know the person. So unless they're truly an axe murderer and you figured that out, right. then I really say give them a second chance. But second date in, you probably have a pretty good idea if this is going to go anywhere. Right. And just be honest. Don't lead them on like, it's me, it's not, you know, it's you, it's me, you know. Just, you know, thank you very much for the time. I'm just not interested in going any further. Now, I, um, years ago, when Bob and I first started doing this, we talked about the after-date text. Uh -huh. And we were really opposed <laughs> we, to we it. We had never heard of this before. It was yeah. New I, we were right. really opposed to it. We thought it was the mm -hmm. stupidest thing. And then I, under certain circumstances, started mm -hmm. dating again. 
And I found out how really important yeah. that after date text is. And so a lot of times you will go on a date and then you'll, at least as the guy, you'll get that text, which is means, Hey, this she's was interested. Good. She I wanna, me. I want to see you again. Right. So how about the after date text? I never resist a generous impulse. I really, mm. I think that's absolutely a lovely thing to do. And texting really is a gift of communication. It's not the replacement for talking, but use it as an addition to a reinforcement for the relationship. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Since you said that earlier, you said three texts to phone. Yes. Okay. You got to go through this for us. Okay. Um, again, and I'm seeing it professionally. I work with students as they um, get prepared to go into graduate schools for interviewing or in industry. And with that, we're losing the ability to really articulate our thoughts and be able to speak out loud. Um, we're reducing ourselves to acronyms and reduced emojis. emojis. Yeah. Exactly. Which are wonderful. I love being able to text my husband or, you know, yeah. if he's traveling and I, he won't get it for a while. Or my granddaughter, you know, she's in a, a, a soccer match. That is a gift of communication. Yeah. It does not replace conversation. And so I think after three texts in a row, you've got the basis for, hey, it's probably easier to pick up the phone and talk here. Now, that's a very wide generality. It's just a rule of thumb. But ask yourself, hey, we've been doing this. Should I pick up the phone and talk? And so you just shocked every 18 to 30. I know. And, and the whole class, every time I teach this every semester, they go, oh, it's like, I have, a, I have a rule on standing ovations, too. But we could talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a couple of shocking moments yeah, in I've the heard, class. I've had students tell me that the phone app on their phone is just an <laughs> annoying app that they have to deal with. So, But I think the ladies here have all told us, and the ladies we've had on the podcast, is they love the phone call. Yeah. They love for you to actually call and talk because it shows some, that you're genuine. It shows that you're actually interested. It's And there's nuance that um, can't be communicated in text. We see it with the development of AI. It's going to take a long time to get an AI that's a person. Yeah. I don't care what they say because we can't understand nuance. We don't see body language. We can't hear tone. And there can be, I think, more room for misunderstanding with text. Oh, and absolutely. And also, I think there's more room for a richer relationship with conversation. Wow. I'm just, I'm just taken back. I, I'm really <laughs> nervous here now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was like a mic drop moment. Yeah, I mean, these are like, really heavy, though. It's like, what else do we say? So get on the phone, guys. Yeah. And women. And women. And women. Get on the phone, men and women. Yeah. Good. Well, this has been fascinating. I, we love you this. Know, this good information to know for our listeners to step it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And I think we learned lots of things. And I yes. think the most important thing that we learned was care about the other person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you do that, all the etiquette just kind of falls into place. Right? It does. The etiquette was there to help the relationship, not to take away. And then, as I said, over time, it became to stratify classes. And that's never what it was about. So when you understand what it is about, then you can understand. It's good to know the rules and understand the rules are there to help, not right. to take away. Wow. Well, Candle, this has been fascinating. I, I, I'm sure the students in your class really learn a lot more. It's a semester-long class. That it is. Now, now, you've also written a book. I'm in the process, pitching it to an agent. The end. Uh -huh. it, it's not going to be a big, fat book. You know, they're usually mm -hmm. etiquette books are about two to three <laughs> yes, inches. Yes, they are. Thing. And so a I have- A lot of pictures, the kind of books I like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Drawings, just for you. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, it just talks about the seven principles and then that foundation of caring for and about. And instead of- you know, three inches of rules, if you can just keep those principles in mind, it really, I've been told by students and I know, and 
I have a website going live in January. Okay. You um, want to tell us the what is that website? It's going to be candleandnewell.org. Something. <laughs> Canthanewell.something. Yes. Something. I, I will let Samantha know. And okay, when I okay. have the address, um, yeah, and just five minutes of your time every other week, no more than five, just kind of talking through the seven principles and how they work in life. One last note, please, in your day, remember to say please and thank you. Oh. It uh, makes a difference. Now, there's your mic well, well, right there. Well, thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Now, can, before I let you go, can you give us a little teaser on the title of this book? Are you, yes. you want to throw that out yet? Well, you heard it. Um, it's the person, not the plate, principle-based etiquette. Ah, I love it. Oh, that is great. Now, the agent Very might totally, clever. the book house might, but I, I feel pretty good about yeah, it. That's and interestingly, clever. that principle came from a student. I couldn't figure out how to capture that, and that's a student great. came in, so that's I'm great. grateful. Must have been an advertising student. Definitely yeah. calms. So yes, right very much so. Well, wow. Thank you, Candle. And this has just yes. been amazing. Mm -hmm. We really appreciate you yeah. taking your time. And I think that everyone that listened to this podcast is going to right. learn something. Macy, Sophie, did you learn anything? So much. Absolutely. So much. There we go. You're so. both so gracious. <laughs> <laughs> well, Samantha, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for introducing Great to us be to Candle. And if I can yes. just say, like, Professor Newell's class is one of the best that I have taken at BYU. So if mm -hmm. you are looking for a class, students who are listening to this, take her. Tell us the class. Tell, we have a lot of BYU students that yeah. listen to us. Tell us what the class Student is. Student Development 319, Professional Etiquette. I'm only teaching an evening section in an, because I'm teaching a day section of another class. And I'm just an adjunct at this point. Um, it is, it does tend to fill quickly. It's supposed to be a top 10 class at BYU. Wow, I but, believe um, that it is. Yeah. But please, if they've heard the podcast, have them email me and I'll find a way to fit them in. Okay. okay. Very so, good. Great. I, Thank you. And I think it's really good. And we see this with our students going out with internships, going yeah. out and talking to people. It's huge. There's so many mm -hmm. things that they need to know yes. to be into be Beyond those. just dating. This, so, yeah. Wonderful. Bob, thanks for being here. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank it's always fun. You, I learned so many you. things. Sophie, you're not on mic, but you're on the controls. But thank you again. Mm -hmm. You're wonderful. Macy, thanks for being here. Of course. We appreciate you guys. You <laughs> Macy in the background. Yes. Well, this is wonderful. So thank you. And, and guys, listen, we have a website. Did you know that? I did know you that. You did know that. I, Samantha, I you, were, the you were heavily involved in creating. Tell everybody what the website is. Uh, so the website is going to just direct you to all of our really awesome stuff. We've got a fantastic blog. A lot of Bob's students have written blogs for us. I've written right. a couple of blogs on there. And yeah, just a connection to all of our videos. And great photos. Great that accompany photos. each of the blog posts. you got to do those. How can you get to it? How can we all get to it? So it is the Dating Made Simple, I-J-D, for it's just dinner, uh, dot com. Dot com. Very easy. Mm -hmm. DatingMadeSimple.com. We're big time. We've got a dot com. And look, got we, we also are on Instagram, Dating Made Simple on Instagram. And look, we're putting tons of stuff out now. Got right. lots of quotes from our guests. Candlelin, you're going to be up on Instagram pretty soon. Oh. Giving all these great tips. We're going to just put them up one at a time and let them hear that. Well, thank so, you. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Much. Guys, go to Instagram. Check out our, our Instagram post. Like them. Give us some DMs. <laughs> tell us what you think. Comment. Sophie's going to respond back to you uh, as much as she can there. So, all right. Well, thank you guys very much. I appreciate you coming. This has been so much fun. Yes. And listen, just go have fun out there, would you? You've been listening to the It's Just Dinner podcast, produced, edited, mixed, and recorded by some guy named Glenn. 
Tom and Bob's wardrobe provided by Savers and Deseret Industries. Special thanks to Sandy Robinson and Michelle Waltz for putting up with these two. Be sure to tune in to new episodes every Friday for more dating tips and tricks. Bon appetit.